This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday, welcome back to another episode. As we all know, I took last week off, your girl was a little bit stressed, hence the topic of today's episode, hence why I'm talking about it, but we will get into that in a minute. I do want to first say, if you love this podcast, which I hope that we all do, Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast Instagram, share it to a friend, share it to your mom, share it to your dad, and make sure that you please go and review it and rate it on iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and also Spotify. Okay, let's do a little life update because it's been a hot minute and I've missed you guys and I feel like I have a lot to catch you up on. First and foremost... I realized how old I truly am. I realized how old I am this past week. And I went out with one of my friends on a Friday night. I had a few drinks, had some tequila, had a few shots, the usual. I was so unwell Saturday. I spent the entire day in bed. I was so unwell. I could only eat carbs. I said to Dean, I was like, literally only get me pasta and bread. I do not want to see any other type of food in my eyesight because I will literally throw up. And I'm just, I'm so, I'm so confused by it. 18 year old me. Oh my gosh. When I was in undergrad, when I was like 20, I would go out with my friends on a Thursday night because my school Thursday nights were the night to go out. I would go out, drink so heavily with them until maybe like one in the morning, come home, sleep for four hours, get up. And then I had a personal training session Friday mornings at 6 a.m. And I would go and I'd still be a little like out of it. And I would literally go and work out and then I'd be fine. But The fact that I used to do that is wild to me. And I literally said to Dean, I was like, we're not 20 anymore. We are not 20. We can't be doing this. I didn't even drink that much. And I was so physically unwell. And I haven't had that happen to me in a hot minute. So that was my Saturday. And because I literally didn't do anything all day, Dean and I decided to binge White Lotus If you've watched White Lotus, we need to talk about it. I don't want to say anything on the pod right now about it. Just in case someone's still still watching it, I don't want to give any spoilers. 
but season two, everyone told me when I first started, everyone said season one is not as good as season two. Like season two is so insanely good. And Dean and I started watching it and the whole time we were like, why is everyone talking about season two? Like we didn't love it as much. Then once you start to get into it and the ending, you're like, what the fuck just happened? And I absolutely loved it. I loved every minute of it. So if you are watching White Lotus or you have watched it, please send me a DM so we can talk about it because it was literally wild. And it's one of those shows where the entire time, like the entire time of season one, Dean and I were sitting there going, what the fuck is going on? And then we had to keep watching because we're like, what the frick is happening? Like, I'm so confused. And that's how they get you because you're so confused that you have to keep watching to have it resolve in the end because you're like, what the fuck? So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Also, Jennifer Coolidge is just my icon. Everything she does, I think is so fucking funny. Dean and I watched a video. I need you all to go watch it. You need to go watch and you need to Google Jennifer Coolidge Real Housewives opening and she literally says what her housewives opening would be and it's the funniest thing ever. Okay, another life update. I've told all the girlies in the group chat about it, but I'm going to tell all of you guys about it too. So ever since I moved to Toronto, I've been so insanely anxious, like literally so anxious every day. I was starting to get really worried, to be honest, because I was like, what is going on? I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I was like, I'm still working out. I'm still doing school and I'm doing well at it. I am taking my meds like I'm doing all this stuff that I normally would do and I don't know why this added extra layer of anxiety was coming on to me and it was like really bad like I literally didn't want to get out of bed I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to go anywhere and I basically just had to like force myself to do stuff and the other day I had a whole breakdown. I was like crying on the couch to Dean. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I feel this way? Nothing happened. I shouldn't be this anxious right now. And I said to him, I was like, can you go grab my anxiety meds from the bedside table? Because I want to see what dosage I'm on and if I need to like up my dose. And so he brings me back the bottle and I look at it and obviously it's going to have the medical name on it. And I read it and I'm like, I don't know if this is what I was on. And so I Googled it and long story short, it turns out I was actually taking my asthma meds every single day, which isn't bad. It's a good thing. I should be taking them every day. I just, I kind of forget and I don't like do it as regularly. But my anxiety meds ran out when we first moved here. I grabbed another bottle from this like bag I have of all my medications. I grabbed another bottle and it turns out I accidentally grabbed the wrong bottle. And so I wasn't taking my anxiety meds for a solid month. For an actual month, I was not taking my anxiety meds, but I thought I was super diligent in it every single day. And I know that's so dumb. And I know everyone's like, why don't you look at the fucking bottle? Because it was just on my bedside table and I just like roll over in the morning, take it and like that's it. And I don't really think about it. So 
yeah, that happened, which was absolutely horrible. But honestly, it was kind of nice because it gave me a reason for my anxiety. The worst is when you don't know why something's happening in your body. And so at least I was able to pinpoint, okay, this is why I'm anxious because I haven't been taking my fucking meds for a whole month. So I had to go to the doctor. They had to re-prescribe me new meds and I've been taking them ever since. And we're feeling a lot better. We have our shit together a lot more. But that was wild. That was so wild. That was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. But we are medicated and we're doing way better. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, last life update, but I've been making friends. I've been making friends in Toronto. It's super exciting. I actually went for brunch with a few of my new friends on Sunday, and they're just so sweet and so wholesome, and they all have just so many things going on in their life. Like, they're just killing it in so many different areas and 
One of the things that I realized moving here is you want to surround yourself with people that you look up to and with people that inspire you to be better. And I definitely feel like these new friends are people who do that. But it's just really nice that I'm finally starting to make new friends because it's very hard to do. And I'm probably going to come out with a whole new pod episode on making new friends when you move somewhere or you are graduating and you need to make new friends outside of school, that sort of thing. I know I did one a little while ago. I want to say like a year ago, I made an episode on that but I think we need an updated refresh version so if you want that episode let me know okay so getting into this week's episode as you saw from the title it's all about stress it's all about stress and stress management and this is coming from a girl who has crippling and like chronic stress I constantly have a pit in my stomach of stress and that's not a good thing So these are tips that I use to basically relieve a little bit of that stress. I'm not going to say that these tips are going to cure your stress because I honestly don't think that you really can fully cure it and I don't think it's something that you can actually control. A lot of the time my biggest pet peeve is when someone says to me like, oh, just don't be stressed about that or like, oh, no, that shouldn't matter. Don't stress. And I'm like, okay, but no shit. Like if I couldn't stress, I wouldn't. This is just something that happens in my body and I don't really have control over it. Just like anxiety. A lot of the time you can do stuff to kind of calm it and kind of be mindful about it. But a lot of it, I honestly think it's out of our control and it's something that you just have to work through the motions of. Stress is super tricky because it's very easy to let stress spiral a lot of other areas in your life. For example, this entire week, I've been stressed out about certain school things, certain HC things, and it's changed my mindset around the entire week. This entire week, I was like, this sucks. I'm ugly. I hate my life. I hate all this. And really, do I actually think all those things? No, I'm super grateful for the life I live. I say positive affirmations about myself, but because I was stressed, it was super easy to fall into that mindset and then let it affect every other area in my life. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Okay, so let's get into some of my tips. So the first one that I'm going to say when you're very stressed out is cancel plans that don't serve you. Now, this one's hard because I always feel really bad when I have to cancel plans or postpone something. I feel really guilty, but at the end of the day, if I'm really stressed out, I feel like I need to prioritize 
certain things, especially say I'm stressed out about school and I have a paper due, I'm going to prioritize that paper. I'm going to make sure that I get it done and I'm going to work hard at freeing any time that I can in order to make sure that it does get done. So the day before this paper is due, if I have a whole bunch of plans with my friends to go shopping, go get our nails done, go to a workout class, like a whole day extravaganza, I'm going to cancel it. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to postpone it. I'm going to reschedule it because at the end of the day, my priority is to make sure that I get that paper done. Last week, I was supposed to have a podcast recording with a very, very exciting guest. And because of my stress for the week and because of my school schedule last week and stuff I had to do for HC, I emailed them and I was like, can we reschedule it? Because one, I wasn't going to do it justice. I wasn't going to do that interview justice because I didn't actually have enough time to fully prep. It wasn't my main priority for the week. And so I wasn't as prepared as I would want to be for an interview of that caliber. And also I didn't have the mental space to do it. I didn't have the mental space. And even though it was a really good opportunity opportunities are going to come and go. So even if I miss that opportunity and I don't have that guest on the podcast, maybe in a year it'll circle back and they'll be able to come on. I honestly think everything happens for a reason. And in that moment, I was not able to hinder my own mental health to do this interview when I know that there was other things I needed to prioritize at that time. Okay, tip number two is to stop what you're doing and to just take some deep breaths. And I'm not going to tell you to go sit and meditate because honestly, a lot of us probably don't have time for that. And that's probably not something we want to do. We all know I get I get more anxiety trying to meditate. I obviously don't do it well enough or often enough to actually see the benefits. But that's not something I'm probably going to go do when I'm stressed out. But I am going to just stop what I'm doing and I'm going to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through your mouth. I saw something on TikTok actually where she did one long breath in her nose, hold it for like a second and then a short breath in her nose and then out through her mouth. And that was a way that she tried to calm her nervous system and reduce some of her stress. One of the biggest things I've personally found is that when I'm really stressed, it stimulates my fight or flight. It stimulates my fight or flight. I get super wound up. My digestion stops. I feel like I'm just so running on autopilot almost. And so taking that minute to just do a deep breath in and out a few times, it calms your entire nervous system and it starts to kind of release me from that fight or flight mode. And then I'm able to concentrate more and I'm able to focus better. Okay, tip number three is (laughs) if you know me, you know that this is one of my my go to things, but let yourself have a breakdown. Let yourself have an entire like mental, physical, emotional breakdown. I think that when we're stressed a lot of the time, we one, either try and suppress it because we're like, we have shit to do. So let's push this down and just focus. 
or we don't want to show that we're stressed to people. And so we bottle it all up. I have honestly found, and this is coming from someone who is stressed out 98% of the time, but I have honestly found that having those moments where I'm like, I'm just so fucking stressed right now. I just need to cry. I just need to yell. I just need to have this moment to completely break down. It releases a lot of that anxiety and a lot of that stress and I'm able to rebuild and I'm able to go back to what I was doing with a way more clear head. I also think breakdowns kind of get like a bad rep. I think that people are like, oh my gosh, you're having a breakdown, like you're so mentally unwell, you're not doing okay. When a lot of the time you just need to release those emotions, you just need to release those emotions and it's a lot healthier to come to terms with your emotions and come to terms with the stress you're feeling and actually like letting it out of your body than it is to suppress it and keep trying to move forward. So I like having these breakdowns. Sometimes I just can't even control it. Like sometimes I'm sure we can all agree with this. Like when you're just so stressed out and then someone says one little thing to you and it's just, that's it. Like you're over, you're crying, you can't handle it that's a sign that you need to just let it out. So just let it out, cry as much as you need to, scream as loud as you have to, and rebuild yourself. And just know that the stress feeling isn't gonna last forever. Okay, tip number four is when you're feeling super stressed out, put in some headphones, get up off your desk, get up off your bed, get up off the chair, And I personally like to go into my bathroom to do this so that I have a mirror, but you can literally do it wherever. Put on your favorite dancing song, like your favorite upbeat, happy, positive sort of song that you love to listen to. Have a dance party. This is something I've been doing for literally years in COVID. I think I've actually even talked about on the podcast before, but in COVID, I would go into my bathroom literally every single day, put music on and like watch myself dance as if I was in a dance class, like when I was younger, like that's literally what I would do. And it honestly released a lot of endorphins and that makes you happier And it's a really great way to kind of like shake out that stress out of your body. If anyone's ever seen Grey's Anatomy, they have dance parties like this all the time too. And I honestly think it's like a really, really good way to fight that stress feeling that you might have. And even if you feel like you look stupid, go in a room, lock the door and just let loose. Okay, tip number five is to talk it out. Talk it out to a friend, talk it out to your therapist, talk it out to a family member, to your partner. One of the biggest things that I've learned is that I'm not alone. And for a lot of us who feel very independent and very self-sufficient in a lot of ways, it's hard to ask for help and it's hard to share our feelings with someone else. But when I feel super stressed out, I honestly feel like I need that support. Also, one of the things that I've also learned is that I need to let the person I'm talking to know what I need. So for example, if I'm really stressed out and I'm trying to talk to Dean about it, I'll either say to him, I need you to listen or I need advice 
because sometimes when you're stressed, all you want to do is vent. All you want to do is rant. You just want to vent. You want to get it out of your system. And you don't want the other person to be trying to kind of coach you through it or tell you how you should handle things when really you're just trying to get it out of your body. Like you're just trying to vent it out. So I've realized that I have to tell people what exactly I need because they're not going to be able to read my mind. So there's sometimes when I'm super stressed out and I'm like, I need advice. Like, how do I handle this? Like, how should I go about this? I don't know what to do. And I'll sit with Dean and he will help walk me through things. He'll help figure out how I should handle a situation and he'll give me the advice that I need. But then again, there's certain times where I'm like, I don't want you to say anything. I literally just want you to listen. Because once I'm starting to vent, if he were to give his input or tell me how I should handle something, because I'm in a stressed out state, I would take it as like, I'm messing up, I'm fucking up, or it's my fault, or I, it would just start to spiral me even more when that wasn't his intention. His intention was just to help because no one wants to see someone so stressed out, but I would take it in a different way and then it would just add more stress to me. So talking it out is a really great way to kind of work through that stress but make sure that you let the person know what it is that you need because when we get stressed out, everyone's needs are very different. And someone else, like what they feel when they're stressed and what they need might be very different from what you need. And we can't expect people to just know what to do as much as I would love for everyone to just know exactly how to handle every situation for me they don't. So I have to let them know what it is that I need in that moment. Literally, sometimes if I'm stressed and I'm trying to rant it out, I'll literally say to Dean, I'm like, babe, just sit there and look pretty. Just sit there, look pretty and listen. Like that's all you got to do. Just let me work through this on my own, but just sit there. Okay. So tip number six that I have for when you're feeling super overwhelmed and super stressed out is to find a hobby or find an outlet. And this outlet that you have, you want it to be something that's separate from the source of your stress. So if I'm really stressed out from school, then I don't want my outlet to be a club meeting that's a part of school or something school related. You want it to be completely separate. This could be coloring, it could be reading a book, you could have a new favorite TV show that you like to watch, you could bake, you could go pet dogs on the weekend, like there's so many different things that you could do. I personally use TV as my outlet a lot of the time, which probably isn't healthy because of course you kind of get that feeling like when you're stressed about school and you sit and watch TV and you're like, I should be doing school, but I love to sit and watch a show and just relax for a little bit. And that's one of my big outlets. The Dean, for him, one of his big outlets is cooking. One of my friends just got into pottery and that's something that she likes to do. So there's so many different hobbies. It could literally be hanging out with your friends or like going for coffee with your friend. But find some sort of outlet that you can have to 
get away from the stress. It's not healthy for us to be stressed out all the time. And it's really bad, not only for your body, but also for your psyche, like for your mental state. It's not, it's not a good thing. So finding something that brings you joy and an external factor that can bring you happiness and positivity is crucial and very, very important. Okay, tip number seven is to have a routine. So for me personally, I get very stressed out when I feel like I'm not in control. So having a routine that I do pretty much every day will help to alleviate a little bit of that stress. At the same time though, I get very stressed out when I step outside my comfort zone. And I feel like a lot of other people can probably relate to that as well. My mom always says to me that the reason I'm so stressed out all the time is because I never stay stagnant. Like I never stay within my comfort zone. I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to do new things. And because of that, I constantly have stress and I constantly have anxiety. But I think it's super important to be able to push past those boundaries because that's how we grow. So for an example, literally this morning, I had to give a massive presentation to an entire hospital system in Pittsburgh. All last week, I was stressed out about it. I was meeting with my mentor literally every day, prepping this presentation. I literally shit myself after the presentation. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. Like, that's how scared I was. Like, I literally was so scared and so stressed out that I did not go to the bathroom for multiple days because my fight or flight was literally working. And after the presentation, when I finally relaxed, like, I literally shit myself. Okay, anyways, back to my example. But this wasn't something that I had to do. This presentation was not mandatory. It's not for a grade. I wasn't being graded on it. I'm not having it go on my GPA. It's not even going to go on my resume, to be honest. Like it literally is not something that is necessarily going to benefit me on paper. But my mentor presented me with the opportunity and was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, absolutely, absolutely I do. Even though I'm scared shitless, even though I'm so fucking stressed and anxious, I'm going to do this because it's going to help me grow. It's going to give me this experience and it's going to make me a better student going forward. And honestly, part of this, I want to say, is like self-inflicted stress. Like all week I was having breakdowns, so stressed out, so anxious. This morning, I mean, my presentation was at like 7.30 in the morning. So all last night I didn't sleep. I was super, super nervous and no one forced me to do it. But I decided to do it because I know that there's bigger things that I'm meant to do in life. I know that there's bigger opportunities I'm supposed to take on and to tackle. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is if I step outside my comfort zone and I step into that stress. And that's a very scary thing. And it's very nerve wracking and anxiety filled. But I knew that I had to take on this little bit of stress for just a little bit in order to grow and have an experience that's going to help me so much moving forward. So if you feel like you're constantly stressed and you're constantly stepping outside your comfort zone and that is one of the sources of your stress, 
then just know that you're doing it for your best self. You're doing it for your higher self. You're doing it for this new person that you're going to become. And even though it doesn't actually take away that stress feeling, it can help validate why you're doing what you're doing and why you're enduring this stress for a certain amount of time. Okay, tip number eight is to make sure that you are having caffeine after breakfast. Now, this is something that I'm very bad at. This is something that I am actually the worst at because I love to just go get my coffee and sit and just like drink my coffee and then have breakfast whenever I'm hungry. But it is so bad for you. If you don't have food in your stomach, your cortisol levels are going to spike like crazy and your cortisol levels are your stress hormone. And so it's naturally going to make you feel more stressed out and naturally going to make you feel more anxious. And so I've seen a lot of videos going around lately and a lot of studies coming out saying that you should be eating before you have any caffeine in your body. I also saw that magnesium-rich foods are very beneficial for stress. So foods like dark chocolate or spinach or avocado or pumpkin seeds, almonds, I'm pretty sure, also have magnesium. So if you're starting to feel super stressed out or you've been really stressed out lately, try and incorporate these foods into your body and honestly just sit down and eat like an entire dark chocolate bar. Okay, so tip number nine is something that we always preach anyways, but make sure that you get enough sleep. This is something that you want to make sure that you're sleeping enough because it's going to cause extra anxiety and extra stress when you're super sleep deprived. Literally last week, I was super overwhelmed, super stressed out, and I was definitely sleep deprived. I barely was sleeping. And one of those days, I literally was just at my end. I was at my end. I was not feeling okay. I was just very, very overwhelmed, like almost like that burdensome type of feeling on me. Like I was not doing okay. And it was 730. And I said to Dean, I was like, I'm done for the day. Nothing more is going to happen (laughs) from me. Like I'm not going to be able to give any productivity to anything going forward for the night. So I said to him, I was like, I'm going to go to bed. It's literally 7.30 p.m., but I'm going to go to bed, make sure I get enough sleep, make sure I get like, I think I got like 11 and a half hours of sleep. I slept a really long time and I woke up the next morning and I felt a lot better and I was ready to power through and ready to kick ass. If you've been super stressed lately, check your sleep schedule. Are you getting at least eight hours of sleep? Are you sleeping all the way through the night? Are you waking up multiple times in the night? Are you not going into a deep sleep? Because then a lot of the time you're not going to wake up feeling rested. So these are things to definitely consider when you're kind of going through this stressful period, which honestly is really hard because say you're a student. I always, I always do this for students, but that's because I am one, but say you're a student and you have an exam coming up and you're super stressed out that's when we typically don't get very much sleep at all. Like that's literally when we're up and we're grinding and we're studying like crazy is during that stressful period. So it's really hard to ensure that you're getting enough sleep. So something that I do, I'm not saying that this is good, 
but I am not going to sit here and tell everyone that when I am trying to get a paper done or I have an exam or I'm studying for something that I make sure I get eight hours of sleep every night. Like that's not something that I actually realistically do. But then once I know that that exam's done, I make sure that I get enough sleep the nights following. So it is really hard to make sure that you're getting enough sleep, but it is also super important. So if you are feeling super stressed out, just kind of look into that and check it out and see if there's any areas in your sleep pattern that you're able to change. Okay, my final tip, tip number 10, is actually something that I heard from a friend once, and it's the three days, three months, three years rule. I think there's also different days and months. Like I think it could be like seven days, seven months, that sort of thing, but I use three days. And basically whenever something happens that gives me stress, I think, is this gonna matter to me in three days? Is this gonna matter to me in three months? Is this going to matter to me in three years? And based on which one it pertains to will dictate what level of attention I give to that situation. So say I got stressed out because I missed a workout class. Is that going to matter to me in three days? Probably not. So how much attention should I actually be giving that and how much stress in my life should I be giving to that situation? Probably not much. But let's say, for example, I'm stressed out about finances and I'm stressed out about money. Is that going to matter to me in three days? Probably. Is that going to matter to me in three months? Maybe. Is that going to matter to me in three years? It could. It very well could. So I'm going to give it a certain amount of attention and I'm also going to start to work through that stress and I'm going to start to work through ways that I can help manage that financial stress that I'm feeling. I can find an outlet for that stress. I can find things that I can do to try and alleviate that stress. Do I need to find a new job? Do I need to pick up a side hustle? Do I need to save better? And this is just a way that I like to almost prioritize my stress, which sounds really dumb, but if you're someone like me who gets stressed out constantly and gets stressed out over very diverse things, like some really, really small and some really, really big, I use this technique to almost help myself remember, is this something that I should be giving all my attention to? And it's easier said than done because sometimes you just can't shake the feeling and you just cannot shake the stress that you have about the fact that you missed a workout class. But it's just a way to kind of constantly remind myself on the importance of the thing that I'm stressing about and how I can try and alleviate a little bit of it. But those are my 10 tips for handling your stress. I do want to reiterate that all of us stress. Everyone stresses. It's very normal. And we're not going to be able to always completely dissolve all of our stress. But these are tips that I use to kind of just help alleviate it, even just for a minute, an hour, a day, just so that I am not constantly with this chronic stress. I hope you guys love this episode. As always, please feel free to send me any DMs, any questions, any 
comments you have on today's episode, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye! Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.